Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their stories and life experiences with you all in the hopes to help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today I have such a powerful guest with so much energy. I cannot wait for you all to listen to this episode. His name is Travis Huff and he is the founder of real-time outsource social media management firm which started in 2009 and he has grown ever since with clients from Hawaii to Florida. He was a board member of the Fresno Advertising Federation for eight years before moving on to focusing full-time on real-time outsource. In a mere seven years, he has helped hundreds of clients from North America and overseas grow their brand and discover new avenues to increase customer engagement. Travis often says, I love being real with people to help them realize their true power and give them the passion to make a change in their lives and businesses. In this episode, Travis shares a lot of his awesome passion and energy around mindset and taking action, as well as making us all understand how important gratitude is because most people don't focus on what they do have and they focus too much on what they don't. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey, Travis, thank you for being on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. I honestly am super pumped. I I feel like this episode is going to be full of energy, craziness, vibes. It's going to be all about social media. I feel like there's going to be a lot that the listeners are going to get value from this. But can I start by getting you to introduce yourself to my listeners? And we're going to get straight into it. I'm honestly pumped, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to listen. (laughs) <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, my name is Travis uh, Too Tall and Huff, folks. I say Too Tall because that was my music name, but it's also kind of stuck with me. I'm six foot eight. So uh, something to brand yourself, you know, in this world of a lot of things. And Too Tall is just a great one for people to remember. Hey, you're too tall. You're too tall. So I, I was like, <laughs> perfect, perfect uh, way to transition. Uh, I am a social media management agency business owner. So I, I, our team actually works with a lot of different businesses and brands. Specifically, also, my man in, in uh, advertising agencies. So we work with a lot of advertising agencies, PR firms, direct, uh, digital marketing firms. And so what we do with them is a white label where they basically are, are we're becoming part of their team. They're able to take our, our contract or our services and mark them up. And that has been the real way that we've scaled our business, folks. Uh, we're out in a little place called Fresno, California. Not a place many people want to come to, to be transparent, <laughs> unless they're going to the beautiful Yosemite, which is about 30, 40 minutes away. Um, outside of that, it's a huge ag town, a lot of farming, not necessarily something you think of technology, startups, et cetera, but we're starting to actually get that buzz going folks, because as you know, prices in LA, San Diego, uh, you know, San Francisco are so high that people are looking for places like Fresno where they can build their startup cheaply, efficiently with rent and things like that, as well as we have a great college here. So my story is that, you know, I've always had a lot of challenges in my life. I mean, I've gone through three major challenges. The first one was my body. When I was in high school and middle school, um, I was probably emotionally eating. My parents went through a divorce. My brother uh, was on the verge of passing away. My mom was saving his life, having to go to Stanford. And we got used to fast food and eating that and the convenience of that. And it piles up just like anyone knows, you know, it just becomes part of your lifestyle. So my biggest change, my biggest challenge, first off, folks, was my body. 
Number one. And I'm sure a lot of people maybe that are listening today have that same challenge. And I want you to know something. Hey, it's life. But just remember this. You can make a change. If you're not happy where you're at, if you're, you know, the doctor's saying, shit, I got to lose some weight, you can make that change. So my first change was my body. That meant cutting out the fast food, cutting out the soda, snacks, all that bullshit, and starting to get some exercise. Because the, 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 the algorithm or the routine is, is really this simple, folks. Mm-hmm. How much food are you putting in your mouth? And then how much exercise are you doing to burn that off? If you are putting in more calories than you're burning off, you are going to gain weight. That's the bottom line. So looking at me today, I'm six foot eight, 258 pounds, sometimes a little lower depending on the day. But the point is (laughs) I've changed my body and that has changed my mindset. So that's the first challenge I had. The second challenge was I had gotten out of college, got a great opportunity to work for the Disney company. One of the best opportunities I ever got my man was to work for ABC television, selling broadcasts, selling Oprah and dancing with the stars and your favorite shows working with clients that are small and also working with clients that are big as McDonald's. And so I got a real taste of the advertising industry straight out of college. I loved it, had a great run at it, but I was also in that business during the heyday, meaning 2005 to 2009 was before Hulu, Netflix, and all these things now. Now we have Disney Plus and all these yeah. things. So you could see the move to digital when I wasn't able to tell my, my commercial uh, you know, clients, hey, this is how many people actually saw your commercial and this is how many people skipped ads and this and that. Where on digital, I could show them that. So I kind of always had my heart resonance into digital. I love the fact that you can show the results. So folks, I'm sitting at a Starbucks, November 2008 with a buddy, Jason. We had just been getting out of college. We're now three or so, three and a half, maybe four years out of college now. And he says to me, hey, Travis, People are going to need their Facebook pages managed. And it was like, boom, that was my idea, folks. That was my money line. That was my ticket. I took that. I put a PowerPoint together. I put a crappy logo together and I started <laughs> talking to customers. I started going out and reaching out to customers and saying, hey, this is what I'd love to do for you. I'd love to manage your content, promote it. Uh, there wasn't really the advertising features at that time, but it was just putting content out and then engaging when people are commenting back, et cetera pretty much the same thing now. Now there's a little bit more things you can do, but folks, I'm a believer in this. Your best ideas happen when you're just listening. When you're just listening to the universe, you're just listening to your friends, you're listening to your customers. It's not always your light bulb that pops up. It's that you acted. Think about Zuckerberg. A lot of people have seen the movie, right? Yeah. The Winklevoss twins gave him the idea. Let's just be real. He executed, paid them $60 million later on. Now those guys are fine because they got into crypto and this and that. But the point is, It's all about execution. So there's, they always say ideas are like assholes. There's just so many out there. (laughs) The point is, it's just that you execute. And so you don't have to have the perfect model. You don't have to have the best PowerPoint. The key thing I always say is getting that first check or PayPal or Venmo or wherever you're getting paid because that validates everything. When you can get one customer to, to believe in you, to give you the check, then you can do what's called reinvestment, folks. You could take the money and say, hey, shit, I'm going to pay myself or oh, I'm going to take this and build a little better website or I'm going to you know, get a contractor to, to better make, make, make my logo look a little bit better. You know? So the point is I'm a huge believer in bootstrapping. You know, Get the check. Keep the process going. It keeps you lean and mean. And at the end of the day, you won't know if you have a successful business or not, folks, until you get a check. Like If you haven't gotten a check, you're not going to have a big business. You're not going to have probably a business at all because it's a hobby. If you don't, if you do something and you don't get paid for it, it's called hobby. (laughs) And so just remember that. I mean, it's very important. I think a lot of people don't forget these things, you know? So 
So then my journey is this, man. My second challenge was that I went through the craziest time. I got married too young. I bought a house overpriced. I decided to start a business in a recession. I ended up getting a divorce the same year. In the same year that I, all this stuff happened. And the same year my house closed and everything. We ended up in an amicable you know, situation. We both realized, hey, we're too young or our families aren't vibing. Things are just not meshing and, and we had to pivot. And it was the best thing that ever happened. But I also went through hell because I had my finances crushed. I was in a, a dark place. I'm like, damn, you know, I thought I want the white picket fences. Now this $300,000 house is worth 150. And I went through a lot, man. And I truly believe that that was one of my biggest challenges was I was looking at myself in the mirror every day and telling myself, okay, what are you going to do to get out of this? Like, what do you need to do? You know, because a lot of times people think it's on someone else and it's not, it is on you. Yep. So that is, that is kind of the story in a nutshell, and we can kind of branch off from there. But on an ongoing basis now, folks, we are, I got my own podcast, The Be Real Show. I got my, my business, uh, Real-Time Outsource, as well as we've even got a, a separate business called Real-Time Reputation, which helps people with the actual management of reviews and things like that. And it's been a fun process, man. I mean, the journey is not always easy, as we can talk about. But yeah. the truth is that you have to wake up every day and reframe your mindset, especially if you're going through a tough time especially if you're going through those down days. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. One of the, one of the biggest things I just took away from what you just shared mm-hmm. was this one word called execution. Absolutely. It's one thing I talk about every single day in my content is just take action, take action, be consistent. Yes. Like just before we, we rolled camera, right, you asked me how long have I been doing the podcast? I said this, this week is my 34th week. Yeah. And I was consistent because I just believe in myself so much. I knew that I want to build my network. I knew that I need good people I need positive energy around me. I need, I need people that I can be of service to. Right. And I just wanted to help. I'm just that type of person where mm. I don't care who it is in my life, who I bump into, where I go, who I meet. I just love to help people. It just gives me, it just gives me a rush, man. It just makes me happy, so fulfilled. Like if I can just one small thing to like open the door for someone or like do something kind. Because so I believe everything in life just stems off kindness, right? Like if you're just kind and you're a good person and you're, do, you're not doing anything wrong, but you believe in yourself and you, and you build your confidence, then you just start attracting amazing things into your life, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done DMT or anything like that, but people that do these things now, there's a lot of influencers, Peter, Diam- uh, Peter Diamantes, uh, shit, Joe Rogan, and the list goes down. Uh, you know, they experience stuff with acid and DMT and psychedelics and things like that. And they'll, they'll say, well, they all will tell you, almost all the experiences I ever heard is life is about love. Hmm. and that's it like it's that simple love what you're doing love the people you're around spread love share love love others like you would love yourself the world has not very many people thinking this way (laughs) you'd be surprised folks i mean even in our own lives how many times do you love on someone else and how many times are you really loving the neighbor next to you or the person you see at the grocery store and we don't know why we're here on earth you know, this, this moment in time is a blessing. It is a, it is an opportunity that our parents gave birth to us and we didn't really have a choice. It's like, here you are, let's go, let's, let's do this. So the whole thing is, is the more you can love yourself, love other people, spend, like you said, time cherishing the moments you have, because we just don't know how long we have. And I think that's a really good point for people to remember is that Hey, you can hustle hard. You can do all these things. But if you aren't a kind person, I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to happen to you at the end. And, and, and you know, I don't know. I, we, we really don't know. And so you can have faith. You can believe in the universe. You can believe in whatever. But the truth is, we didn't have a choice. Like we were just, we were just given life, but it was from our parents, but it wasn't really our choices. It wasn't like you woke up and said, I'm going to be born today. And, mm-hmm. and also this the ongoing thing is we don't know why we're here. Like there's no real fully answers and no one's going to know until maybe you pass. And then at that point, obviously we might find out more. You don't know. Do we get just buried in a box? Do we, does our souls go and reincarnate as a cat? Are we put into another life? Is our souls now in the universe? <laughs> have faith for all these things. You know, I, I truly do. But the truth is folks is if you don't live that way, your time's going to come up and then all of a sudden you're going to be bye, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I think about that all the time because I'm right now we're going through the griefing of Kobe and yeah. uh, shit hit me hard, man, because I wasn't hugely a Lakers fan, but I just loved his work ethic. And then I really loved what he did after. And I had been really consuming a lot of his videos and interviews and then Shit, and he, I remember the day that you know he passed away. I, uh, one of our guests said it's you know uh, Dr. Sam Boxiaz would say that day was like 9/11, and stuff for for a lot of us. In that we remember where we were. Shit, like, and there's a lot of people that have died since then or passed, and like I didn't remember exactly where I was, exactly what I was doing, the feeling I had, and then now being a girl dad, obviously, as you know, with the movement is it's made dads want to step up, spend more time with their kids, be quality, be present, and so. You know, just those, these these moments are fleeting, you know. And so, just remember that when you get through the day to day, and you you know you're, you're you're frustrated and you got something tough going on, just remember that these moments are fleeting. And I always say, take that mama mentality, put in the work, because if you don't put in the work, someone else is going to put in the work. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So, Travis, I want to ask you, like, for the for someone listening, sure. right, all right? If if they let's say they struggle to find gratitude, let's say they don't have a routine or they don't know like how how to you know, what, what do they actually physically need to do every day to have to, or to find that gratitude? What can someone take action on right now after listening to this where they can actually start focusing more in their life on gratitude? Absolutely. I'll tell you one right now, folks. If you can flush a toilet, drink a glass of water, you should be grateful because a big part of the world can't do that. They can't flush a toilet and the poop be gone or the pee be gone <laughs> and they can't, let's just be real. I mean, and they can't drink fresh water and so if you can do those two things are the first if you can get beyond that and go shit i got a podcast i can get on the internet i got a smartphone i can watch videos i can work in a business and so i think the biggest thing is for one two is that you got to release the negative energy so i got something folks that i can work you through right now this is something that works really great at night or any part in your day when you're having a tough point what you got to do is this you got to do this is going to guarantee to work. First is you say with God and the universe's help, because I don't know exactly what everyone believes, but I kind of believe in a universal God, not just one that's the Christian or Muslim or, you know, Buddhist or whatever. I, I don't, I believe in a universal, right? So with God and the universe's help, I'm now releasing all fear, negative energies, stress, anything you're feeling is negative and say that five times to yourself. With God and the universe's help, I'm, I'm releasing all stress. It doesn't have to be the same things. You can be, keep repeating these things. And then the most important thing, folks, is, and just remember this, it's like a drain plug being pulled out and all this shit is just draining away out of your life, is that I am now, you have to say this, the, the releasing part first, and then you have to say, I am now free of all stress, 
all fear, all worry. Folks, this works really well at night. And if you're going to do it, do it with your spouse while they're sleeping. They'd be surprised how much they will appreciate it too, because you're helping them go through this and release it. It'll help you sleep. It helps you wake up, you know, feeling a little bit more fresh. And at the end of the day, folks, if you're having a tough day, you're going through some, some shit, you're, you're, you know, you're, not every day is the greatest. Hmm. These are just great ways of releasing it. And it's all on you because we put these pressures on ourselves and we feel these pressures on ourselves and we can also release these pressures on ourselves. And when you are free of all fear, all stress, all worry, all negative feelings, and you're really free from that, life is good. Like it is, feels good. It just feels good. And and it's all on you because we are in control of our happiness. No one can make us happy, nor can we make anyone else happy. And so when we are releasing all this negative shit that we got on our plate, a bad client, uh, whatever, someone cut you off on the road, you know, et cetera, we're just releasing this stuff. And so when you release it all, you have nothing but gratitude. You have nothing but positive energy. And if you have to do it multiple times a day, do it multiple times a day. But the key one is I would say at night, because at night, they say, is when our body's flushing out our toxins. It's a different period of time where we don't know all the mystery of sleep, but we're essentially, you know, put into a coma almost, if you want to call it that, for six to eight hours. And our body's doing magic at that point. So I feel like if that, if you could do it at any point, do it before sleep, because that way your body feels good. You feel relaxed. And I honestly did it after one of my guests, Garen Jones, uh, started talking to me about it and telling me his story and shit, it works, man. It really freaking works. Yeah. Yeah. I think the main reason why it works is because during the whole day, as you said, Travis, like we are super busy, you know, we're active, we're, we're doing something, we're hustling, we're working in our jobs, we're going to the business, we're running a business, we're, we're doing speaking, we're personal growth, we're watching videos, we're constantly consumed by social media and radiation from the screens that we are constantly around it all day. So I think the end of the day, as you said, is the best time to do it because that's when our body is almost like just full of all this negative energy and negative kind of source from, from all around us during the day where that's oh, yeah. the time. I love the, the analogy you just gave of just like the drain pipe opening up and oh, yeah. everything going down. Like so powerful. I love that. Yeah. Just close your eyes and just feel all that shit leaving your body because yeah. it's all in your head. And so when you start telling yourself that and you get into the routine, it really does feel like it's leaving you. And it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, from someone that is still very positive about life and I, I look at the life very positive, it's still helpful. I mean, these things, no one is going to have a great, the best day every day. I mean, exactly. shit right now, the last two days, the stock market is getting slammed. So it's a good time to buy, but if you've been invested, you're getting killed. I mean, you're freaking getting killed. And so the point is, we can't control these things. My dad always tell me the stock market will inflict the most pain on the most people. Like mm-hmm. that's a, it's a guaranteed quote. Now that doesn't mean that it doesn't still go up, but in these moments, in these last two days, it feels like, holy shit, this thing is going to be going to zero because you just it's had a down day of a thousand yesterday, today, 500 down. Now I said, it's a great day to buy. It's a great day to buy on these down days. But the point is, is that you can get in your head and start thinking negatively, really, you know, oh shit, my investments, my retirement, my, and just realize folks, these things aren't going to, these things don't last forever. Anytime you feel negative, it doesn't going to last forever, forever and ever and ever. And there's going to be an up day. There's going to be a back day. But the point is, uh, you know, like I always say with investing, make sure that you, uh, you know, think long-term. Don't think short-term on anything you do. And life is an investment. 
-hmm. Whatever you're doing today is going to be something that pays off in five, 10, 20 year, one year, six months from now. It's a ball that's rolling. And the more you spend time today taking these little actions, the better you are in six months. I love that. And I think also, Travis, I don't think it's just in investments. I think it's just everything we do in life. We have to think long term. I tell you why I say that, because in my kind of six years of like this personal growth journey for me being super shy over six years ago, couldn't speak to women, had eight friends, played Call of Duty, went to work, came back home, did the same thing all over again. And that was Mm. my life. And now after having the mindset of super confident, being like on stages, inspiring people, having my own little events and really like getting out of my head and into doing, it just made me realize like everything I do today, it it makes me happy. I no longer give a shit about anyone around me. I no longer care what other people around me are doing or thinking or say about me or, um, you know, judge me in whatever way. I'm just like super focused on what I'm doing and I'm thinking long-term. And I never think, I always tell people like I live by my calendar because because like, you know, when, 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 when Kobe passed and when so many other people close to me in my life passed, it, that's when it just really hits you and it makes you realize, mm-hmm. man, life is way too short. I'm 27. Like most people see me as a young guy, like really like doing big things in my life. I'm like, oh. I haven't even started. Like I'm a baby compared to the people I'm learning that, and, and I'm surrounding myself with. I'm like a baby to them. Right. But, but it's all in the mind. Like you said. It's all in the mind. Yeah, I mean, you have to, my wife will always say, you have to be your biggest cheater, cheerleader. Yeah. You have to cheerlead for yourself because you can't expect others are going to cheerlead for you. They're not going to pick up the pom-poms and cheerlead. Yeah, your wife might one day, your dad might the other day, but the other 30 days, he doesn't. So you have to pick those things up and not expect that anyone is going to. And same thing in life, you know? I mean, shit, I always say this, just do you. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it sounds selfish, it sounds selfish, but I remember this, folks. The more you do you, the more you can do for others. The more that you're working on yourself, the more that you're putting in work on your business, your podcast, your body, your whatever, the better you're going to be in every other aspect of your life. And so a lot of the big problem that people have is they avoid working on themselves to help others. So they're always being the best friend. They're always hanging out with this person. They're always doing this hobby or running here, running there. Like I said, folks, that's great. There's nothing wrong with helping others. But if that's all you're doing, if that is all you're doing is helping others, you're not spending any time on yourself. You're mm-hmm. not spending one second on your own. And the hard part is a lot of people, it's much easier to help others than to help yourself. Exactly. It's much easier to go freaking help a buddy and figure out his shit than figure out your own shit. Mm-hmm. You know? And so just remember this, folks. Just do you. Whatever it is, I tell people this all the time. Anything you want to do, anything, you can do it. So any language you want to learn, you want to learn how to code, you want to learn how to invest, anything you want to do, you can do. Now just do this first, spend one hour per week doing it. So if it's learning about investing, if it's learning about, you know, uh, startups, stocks, crypto, whatever, peer loans, spend time learning, spend time researching. The problem people have right now is everyone wants it fast. Yeah. Everyone wants the fast course. The, you know, I'm going to get these, you know, I'm going to join this mastermind. I'm going to join this group, this course. And one hour later, I'm going to be flipping properties for and making millions. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> and so they might tell you that it can happen and you might be lucky and it could happen to you. Lucky. Just like you could buy a lottery ticket today or put a, a dollar in a scrap, you know, a slot machine and pull it and you could win. Hmm. 
But the most likely thing that's going to happen is you're going to lose. Like when you buy a scratcher, buy lottery tickets or buy anything. And I, I like to do a little gambling here and there as entertainment, just for fun. You know, you know, the money you're putting in is going to lose. And if you win, okay, great. But don't think of that your whole life. Yeah. Don't get addicted, right? Don't get addicted to it. Yeah. Don't get addicted. Don't think that fucking tomorrow you're going to be winning the lottery. Like <laughs> do it within your boundaries. But the point is do this for one week, hmm. one week, try it one hour, do it again, one hour each week. And after 52 weeks, folks, after one year, you will become somewhat of an expert in that industry, whatever it is. I mean, just learning, researching, watching YouTube videos, getting as much free stuff as you can on Google.com and YouTube.com. There's tons of people on social media to follow and learn from their insights that they're giving you. But I think most importantly thing is, is that people are afraid to put in that work. They're yeah. afraid to spend the hours. You know, they're afraid to continually work. Not saying you're going to know it all, folks, after that year. Yeah. Like, you're just getting started. But you will be much more of an expert at that. And it's scalable and doable, meaning that everyone has one hour a week. I mean, everyone. You can't tell me anyone on this show that doesn't have a freaking hour a week to cut yeah. out of bullshit doing something else, spend time browsing the feeds, watching Netflix, you know, et cetera, to spend on this. And this is a hobby, folks. This is, this is, this is just going to be a hobby. But it could turn into money. I mean, you my show it can continually keep going and all of a sudden it can turn into money you know people want to be on the show people want to promote their products people want to uh you know be connected to you in business so the thing is you have to just think long term like you like you said is that you can't just think okay i'm going to do it for one week and then i'm going to give up and learn something next next week because i think that's the problem people are do yeah. they switch from this thing to switch to that thing to switch yeah. to this thing to switch to that thing they buy this course this course and this course and they never execute on anything they never do a damn thing. And so, hey, it's great to take knowledge in, man. There's nothing wrong with it. But I say, if you're paying for it, you better be using it. Like, exactly. <laughs> you better be fucking using this because yeah. we live in a world full of free education. I mean, there's yeah. so many awesome YouTube videos about investing and about how to save money and how to build businesses and how to podcast. And all you got to type in, folks, is how to, and then whatever you want to do. How to speak Spanish. How to code. And the internet's going to guide you. They're going to get, the path is going to happen for you. Now, I will say this. You don't want to just get stuck to one person. You know, you want to listen yeah. to a few different minds, but shit that, you know, each week you listen to a different podcast or you listen to a different interview. And I'm learning and trying to learn about real estate right now because, hey, you know, we've all heard it. Real estate's going to make you rich. And over time, it's a long-term great play. Um, I own my own real estate in my house, but I don't own any other real estate. And I've just been thinking, okay, I want to learn about this. So folks, I spend a little bit of time each week learning, listening, taking my insights. Um, right now, I feel like the market's kind of high. So I'm hoping that, you know, things kind of slow down and we get a little slow back and then maybe I'm time. Maybe it's time for me to actually take it. Uh, my strategy is to maybe get one, uh, I heard this recently, buy one new uh, building or unit or apartments or, you know, one unit, just one every year for 15 years. And you put them on a 15 year loan. Now imagine this, you're 28. Imagine you started this at 29. Okay. Well, by the time you're 40, every year from the time that you hit that first property, you know, getting, getting paid off, you'll start getting 15 properties each year. A new property gets paid off every single year. And this is a great strategy and it's probably hard to do, yeah. But I was like, dude, that's crazy because at year 15, you're going to have a windfall. 
Like mm-hmm. it's going to hit you hard. Like you might've been grinding to get everything paid off. And, but at year 15, when that first property is paid off and then you start getting the full rents back, all the rents going back just straight to your bank account and you're not paying any mortgages, dude, that is insane. Okay. You know, and there's people that will tell you a million different things, you know? So I'm telling you my own thing I'm learning, if you want to call it along with other things is because I love investing, but I'm learning about real estate. I'm not just running out the freaking window with my cash and saying, Oh, please take this cash. You know, let me go find a deal and and buy something. I'm a huge believer of learning about this stuff, you know, first, before you just start running into it. Yeah, no, for sure. I think before we, before we do anything as well in our life, we can't become the expert, as you said, if we haven't learned about it, right. Or not just learn about it today. I put out a post talking about how we can consume as much information. We can consume all the videos. We can watch all the YouTube videos. We can consume all the courses. Um, but if we do not take action on mm. anything that we are learning and the, the, and the, the knowledge might be amazing, like we truly could be the best course, the best person, the expert in the field that you want to learn from, but it doesn't matter. You can learn everything you want about the gym. If you don't go there and you don't do the reps, you're not going to get a six pack. You're not going to oh. build your arms. Nothing's going to happen, right? So it's like, I always, I always just focus and try my best on the podcast, on my content, in my videos, just to get across this one message that truly has changed my life, mm. which is just take action every single day, one step. It could just be one step every day, man. Like, and this yeah. is what people need to understand. Yeah, just one step. Like he said, it's, it's just taking one action and it builds. You know, you start to realize how much you can actually do. Like my wife sometimes comes home from work and she's a psychologist. So she's a doctor. She's, oh, wow. she's kicking ass. You know, she's making a lot of money for herself. She's a power, she's a boss, you know, she's a powerful woman in her own right. Now she doesn't own a business, right? So when she comes home and sees me and she's like, oh my God, how the hell do you get all this stuff done? Because I take care of my daughter. I watch her every morning, six to nine, every morning we have, she does take her nap at nine. Then we have sitters come like she has a sitter right now where I get to bust out work. And then I also will walk on my uh, walking tremor over here. That's over here to the right. Uh, and get some work done, stay active, get work done. And then, you know, when she goes down for her next nap, I'm working. So I usually have about um, a six hour window of really getting quality work done. Okay. Mm -hmm. But folks, I can get my work done in one hour. Like my businesses work for real time. My business, I call it my power. hour. I can get everything done in one freaking hour. Now, this is a very, very important thing to remember. It's an undistract, uh, indistractable hour. I'm reading the book Indistractable. So it's a, an hour that you just cannot let anything in your mind. The only thing I try to put on is a binaural beats. If you guys are familiar with that, it's uh, more of like concentration and mindfulness. You listen to that, you put it on your headphones. It's very important to have headphones on with the binaural beats because it, it, it requires you to kind of have them in both ears. Now, you can still listen to them like through a speaker and stuff. But dude, you talk about insane focus. Like my wife was one that turned me on to binaural beats and it like just puts your, like your game high. Right. So when I started the business 10 years ago, you start grinding now, you know, now it's like insane what I can get done every day. Like Mm -hmm. I have my power hour. I got hours with like guys like you, where I get to talk and tell my story. I just did my own podcast this morning. You just can get a whole lot more done than you realize. But the thing is you don't, telling yourself back that 10 years ago, it would be hard to tell myself I can get all these things done. Be a papa, ha- handle all this quality time with my daughter, still handle my business, still work on my vest and still work on my podcast, still try to be the best friend, husband, etc. 
I love my cat, you know, just try to be the best you can, right? So the truth is, in the end of the day, there's no right or wrong answer. But like you said, take action. Don't just sit here on all this knowledge. Mm. Start to focus it. Start to spend time on the action and the doing, because the doing is much more important. It's so important. So we learn everything from doing. I remember going into the gym for the first time as a 300 pound, six foot tall guy. And I was a bigger guy, you know, I wasn't obese, but I mean, shit, I probably was obese actually considering <laughs> doctors. But I mean, you know, there's heavier people out there in the world, right? So, and I give these people credit, man, cause I see them in the gym now. And it's intimidating folks when you walk in the gym for the first time, even yeah. now me 22 years later of, of putting in my grind at the gym, it's still intimidating. Like there's still dudes that are muscle heads that are just fucking bigger and more ripped and lifting more weights. And maybe they're sticking steroids in their butt. Who knows? But the point is none of that shit matters. I go into the gym and I know what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. I go in there with what I want to do that day, whatever body parts I want to do that day. I don't give a shit about what they're doing. I put my headphones on. I started getting in back into listening to audiobooks when I'm working out now to take in just more, more positive. I you'd want to say uh, audio than just listen to music repeatedly. Yeah. Um, I can't do it, Travis, man. I try to hard to do. It. It's hard to do, man. Audio books, man. It just gets really boring because I don't feel like I can, mo- like, I don't feel pumped and like that beat doesn't come where I can just go kill it. You know, <laughs> you're absolutely right. There's, there's definitely a, a, a negative to it. Like mm-hmm. as far as the motivation and as far as the energy goes, um, no doubt music will always win. Yeah. So if you want to put in, a, if you really want to get a good workout in folks, do not listen to audiobooks. Yeah. However, I was just challenged by uh, my recent guest, uh, Dr. Bakhtiar is that, Hey, amazing. treat yourself on the weekends. He does. So he treats himself to music on the weekends. And then, cause I always like uh, new music Friday folks, music now comes out on Friday. So I always binge those, those new songs. I just love hearing the new stuff that's hitting. So I'm trying to, this is just trying to, do the podcast or audio books while the, during the week. It's kind of more, you know, not as intense of a workout. I still, you'd be surprised. You still, you kind of get used to it. Yeah. But then do when the weekend comes and I can listen to my new music. I'm really just jazzed. <laughs> I'm like fucking excited. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go hit this gym. <laughs> I got my new music in my ears and it's only, I've only been doing it for about three weeks now. Um, Cause since I interviewed him and it, it, the point is at the end of the day, folks, is that you have to take those action steps and not leave any excuses. So if you want to go to the gym, you want to be more ripped, you want to have a business, you want to have a podcast, you aren't going to have a podcast until you record episode number one. Exactly. You're not going to get to the gym or be looking good until you've gone to gym day number one. Mm. And then guess what, folks? (laughs) The hard part begins because you got day two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine episode you know like you're doing episode 30 plus we're in episode number 200 now over five years of 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 recording and you just can't give up you just can't give up you can't give up by seeing low numbers because in the beginning of starting anything you're going to be it's going to be smaller unless you're got a huge influence already like joe rogan he popped on the podcast scene well he had already had a big you know tv personality shit you know so you can think if you have a big following yeah it's easier to grow your your show right away right Mm -hmm. but for most of us out there, for most of us common day humans that are out there, we got to grind. And so you got to look at the analytics, say, how can I be better? Okay, cool. Like not accept that this is this, this is the numbers forever. And know that hey, you put in the work, it shit grows. Your body will grow. Your podcast will grow. Your business grows. But it doesn't happen 
just reading or just, you know, sitting there and taking in content. And I think that's, like you said, I mean, I think your message is very important for people because it's all about the action. Mm. That's it. Yeah. What do you do today? What did you do? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So something you just said that hit me um, is a lot of the people that I meet nowadays are still just like, they cannot get over the numbers, man. Like how does someone, how does someone get, because I've done it. I did it a long time ago when I stopped giving a, a crap about the numbers, followers, people around me, everything, man. Like I just, I just had a light bulb moment. I just had a mind shift, paradigm shift, call it whatever. But right. I just had a moment where I was like, I do not care about any of the numbers or how many followers I have. I'm just going to go put out good stuff. Like I'm mm. going to be so good and I'm going to be so consistent. I'm going to be like Gary Vee. I'm going to be in everyone's face constantly until I go viral, until I blow up. Absolutely. So yeah, how do you think we get over the numbers, man? Like it's so it's hard. hard. I mean, it's hard, dude. I mean, that's, we live in a world of vanity. I would yeah. say that numbers mean nothing. So how many likes do you have on a post means nothing. Someone's out there right now as a bigger influencer than I am, but I have a much bigger business than they do. I have a much more rich life. I'm doing exactly what I want to do with my life. I think we all control our lives. And so the key thing is, the best part about the podcast is no one knows the numbers but you. Just remember that. No one knows the numbers but you. Same thing with Instagram stories. So I love using stories because no one knows. Mm. No one knows. If you get 100, 500, 50, one person watching, you are the only person that knows. And actually, to be transparent with you after working on lots of different campaigns, a lot of these social media platforms are considering removing how many likes people see on a post. Well, Instagram did it already, right? In some yes, they have. Yes, they have. They have. They have. They haven't done it on all profiles, but they have intermittently are testing this with different yeah. profiles, business pages, et cetera. And Facebook's, you know, they're the best at this. They always, they always, they don't test and do all the, you know, the pages. They test with a few pages and they kind of see what happens. And then they will, if it works out, roll that out to everybody. And so I honestly imagine that in the future, you might be as the business owner, the only person that can see how many likes you have. And I think it might be better for just people in general because mental health in general, right? Mental health. Who gives a shit? Who Mm. gives a shit, dude? The the crazy thing now, folks, is that the influencer that was getting 1 million likes on Instagram is now getting 100,000. So their engagement has now been cut 90%. And I've heard this of freaking of a lot I'm, of times i was happy i was like yes the fake stuff is going the fake stuff is going and even if just in general you have a huge following just like when we had a huge following on facebook and they started introducing ads what happens is when they start introducing ads to the platform they're going to reduce everyone's organic reach yeah and so they're going to start with the top pages because they get the most organic reach if you're disney if you're they're going to make you pay to get the more following to get the bigger engagement like you used to just like on Facebook. I mean, it happened. It's happened shit tons of times since I started my business 11 years ago where it was like, Oh shit. All of a sudden, you know, they're changing the algorithm. You know, the post we were getting X, Y, Z amount of people reached now it's less. And so you always have to think first, this shit's all free. If you do a good job, there's never been a time in history where you can actually reach out to people, build a following all for free not having to jump on broadcast TV like I used to work where, you know, you're spending five or $10,000 a month just to even have a blimp on the, on the, on the ad reader. You know, yep. companies like McDonald's are spending 200 million, 500 million in a quarter, you know? And so unless you're that size of business, it would have eliminated everybody. So now you have the chance. 
And the point is, like you said, none of this shit matters. Like as far as the numbers and as far as the actual, you know, what you get and how many engagements, none of that matters. All that matters is you focus on your content. Like you said, I'm going to focus on my content. I'm going to make sure it's freaking badass and I'm going to be consistent. Not just, oh, I'm got fired up today. I'm going to do an awesome post today. And then tomorrow I forget about it. And then Friday I forget about it. And then Saturday, this shit doesn't stop. So you have to keep it going, you know, and that is the most important. That's the critical factor. Content creators, those that are out there thinking about being a content creator, that means a podcaster, a YouTuber, a, a social media influencer, et cetera. Remember this, the average person gives up after seven pieces of content. That's seven YouTube videos, seven podcasts, seven blogs on your website because they don't see the analytics yep. because the numbers don't come in. And I can tell you guys right now, my podcast wasn't doing shit at, at episode seven. Like it wasn't doing anything. And today it ain't doing anything compared to Joe Rogan, but it's doing a whole lot more than it was doing back then. Yeah. And so, you know, we get a thousand downloads on a day. All of a sudden you're like, holy shit, this is crazy. You look back and you see these people are binging your past episodes you know, and when you start getting a thousand you know, downloads a day, you're talking 30, 40,000 possible people in a month listening to your show. And you haven't, you haven't like done anything different. It's just that the show has grown because you maybe have put in the work. You now have a catalog. People love catalogs of, you know, you know, you come to someone's show and they have 200 episodes. There's something to listen to for everybody, you know? Yeah. And so they can go back and listen to it. And that's another one of the most beautiful things about anything on, on digital now is that as you build a following or a catalog or content, the binging is, is, is real. Like yeah. people love to, you know, go back. And so True. just remember your episode number seven is probably getting more numbers today than it was, you know, back then because people are finally listening, you yeah. know? And so it is one of those things. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to know that this shit, none of the analytics matter. No. None of the, 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 the actual engagements matter until, until this until they do matter. Meaning until the point when you put in the work and all of a sudden the show starts taking off. Like yeah. that's when it matters. Is then like, okay, cool. We got a thousand. How can we get to 10,000? Okay. Well, in my case, it's bring on bigger guests like shit, go after Mike Tyson, go after, you know, yeah. bigger guests, go after anyone you can, you know, because they're going to most likely bring you in some of their followers, you know? And so that's, that, then that's all it is. I mean, literally in this day and age, you just have to focus on, like you've talked about yourself, is the content. You have to focus yeah. on putting out content consistently and never giving up. Love it, man. It. I, love I don't know what to say, folks. That's that's literally the, that's, <laughs> that's literally it, though. What you what you said is like you just got to do. You just got to do it. You know, what? one mm. one thing that really excites me. Out of, forget about all the numbers and stuff. The one thing, especially about my podcast, that excites me the most is and and social media in general. It's just the countries that you get to impact people, man. Like I'm Hell sitting yeah. here in my bedroom, sitting on my bed right now, doing a podcast, which is going to go out in a few weeks. And someone in like Taiwan or Chad in Africa is listening to the podcast. I'm like, holy, like, that's the most exciting thing for me in analytics is which countries are people like listening and watching my content from? So amazing. Because one day I want to go to that country. Like that. I, I need to go there. I want to go see these people. I want to have an event there. You know, I want to, I want to grow, man. Like I want to, impact yeah. people for me it's about helping people it's about genuinely impacting them through something i'm doing for free they can right. free and i'm we're creating for free so, so awesome, it's like it, it it's doesn't a win win it's like there's 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 i always say there's a limited a limited research out there man there's limited great content out there yeah. you don't have unlimited time 
So you got to pick and choose your battles. You can't listen to everybody's podcast. You can't do unlimited podcasts. You have to do what's right for your day, but get it done. Don't leave any excuses on the, on the table, folks. If you want to be inspired to do a podcast, take my man's approach, do a podcast. I had someone recently yesterday say, can you do, I want to create a podcast network. Will you invest into this network? And I'll, I'll deliver. I'll make it into the number one podcast network in the world. And I believe in the person. I love the person, but I, my first gut reaction is, dude, I bought this microphone for $100. <laughs> That's it. That's my show, man. The backdrop is autographs I've collected over my whole life. These are just free things that I've had sitting in my, my, my uh, autograph books. Yep. And I pulled up a freaking $25, $30 Logitech web camera you pay nine dollars a month for zoom and you got a show folks you don't need to overthink this you don't need to have a podcast network official <laughs> studio thousand dollar mics because it. that shit ain't gonna work dude yep. it ain't gonna work you you need to build the network first yeah and then you keep investing so if you if the if the b-real show keeps growing we might be getting a new mic this year you never know but i've kind of kept it simple i'm like dude this shit's been working it Bye. sounds too good why I'm keep saying, man. Like I literally yeah. have a $25 one from Amazon, which yeah. is doing the job. It's better than almost all the guests because most guests don't have a microphone. So, so true. let's be, let's be honest. Like when you're, especially when you're doing it through zoom, right. you, you can have good quality audio, but they're going to be using the headphones. So it sounds right. terrible because you're going to be listening to them more than yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it's not, it's not even comparable. Like there's, yeah. There's just no excuse. So I, I, when I'm going to come back to this person and tell them is, well, we got to build the network first. Like we've got to bootstrap this like you have, like I have with my show, like whatever your vision is to build the network, we got to do that first before we start buying, you know, studios and we start putting out places. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. Like that's freaking crazy to me. And, but that's how some people think they're building the cart. They're building the cart before the horse. They're building, the, they're building something before they even know if anyone wants it. And so I think so many people do this, especially in entrepreneurship, startups, just in life. We either whore out our time or our money, and then we don't actually even do anything with it. So we've, <laughs> it's like, God dang it, folks. If I told you in the beginning, get the check first, get the first podcast guest, get your first thing first on a $20 mic and keep doing it before you even get, you know, $500 mic and you haven't even interviewed someone yet. I mean, I hear this all the time. Yeah. I've had people in my own circles that are spending five, $10,000 on a, on a mastermind or a course and they never do a damn thing with it. I'm I, like, I know those people. what in the F are you doing? <laughs> like take the money and just invest it into real estate or take the money and just put it into ads or stock market or whatever. You're at least going to at least get, like some knowledge there, you know, you're, you, you don't learn when you don't have anything on the line. So yeah, it's easy to take in a, you know, well, the truth is these people have blown five or $10,000, you know? And a lot of times the, the funny thing is these are people that can't afford five or $10,000, man. And so like, what in the hell are you doing? Like, okay, if you're a millionaire, if you've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of assets and liquid cash and a business kicking you Do cash, it. go for it. Do it. Yes. And even still me. And I can afford a $15,000, $20,000 mastermind. It, would, it wouldn't be something I'd just rush to do, but I could afford it. I could figure out a way to get the cash to pay for it. And maybe that changes my effing business and I'm just delusional. But the point is this. If you're not in a situation where you can afford to just find the cash to do this, what are you doing? Take the money and put it into what, you, what they're selling you. 
whether that's a real estate ads on Facebook, you know, running a social media campaign, take the money and put it into what they're ever selling you because you will learn much more doing it that way yeah. than what they're teaching you, man. I mean, it's just, they're going to teach you this perfect formula that all things have to line up right nope. to make a flip. You know, oh, you hear all this stuff all the time. Oh, I bought this house for a hundred thousand. I flipped it and made 70 grand. Well, it's like, yeah, no shit. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great, folks. But did you know this guy has family contractors that do the work for him on time? He's been working with these people for 10 years. They show up to every job. He never overpays. And the truth is, even in those masterminds, they're not going to tell you when they're making a, a yeah. mistake. Oh, guess what? I, I bought this thing for 100000 I sold it for seventy, and I lost thirty grand. Are they going to put that in a mastermind? Hell no. But they've all done it, dude. I've seen it. And the real real estate investors will tell you, I've made money on deals and I've lost money on deals. I mean, I know some guys in the 2008, 2009 range, they lost everything. Hmm. They built up because they were scaling. They were thinking things are going. They're leveraging, leveraging this deal for that deal. And next thing you know, one of my best buddies, Alejandro, he's made himself back, but he lost everything and lost millions of dollars in, in, in assets because he just didn't have the cash to keep it going. Like when you start scaling too fast, all of a sudden, you know, the market dries up and there's no people loaning you money and you don't got cash, what's going to happen? You're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest thing is people need to maybe just lose the money first and actually learn from that. Then going and buying a course to teach you how to lose the money. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think just to summarize it all, it's just basically in life, just keep things simple. Oh yeah. Just, oh, just yeah, keep dude. it simple. Like if you, too many people overthink, especially in a world where there's too much going on and social media and news oh, yeah. and media, there's so much going on. But if we can just be conscious and a bit more mindful of what we already have. And like we said earlier on, go back to gratitude for what we do have and right. start focusing on, and, on, on what we want to really do in our life and what we love, then eventually the results will just come. As long as we just keep it simple, we take action and we stay yeah. consistent. Totally. It, but I always said, don't make more than you spend. I love it's it. I mean, in, a, in, an app, it's in every part of your life, you mm -hmm. know, um, the two things we have on this earth are time and money. Yep. Time, the most critical. Money, second most critical because you got to pay your bills. You got to, you know, don't throw these things out the window, folks. If you can't, you know, I would, um, my big part of my biggest success was when I was starting my business, going through all this hardship is then looking at myself in the mirror and saying, where are you effing up? Because my personal finance were screwed up, dude. I mean, I had to eventually short sell this house. I was in credit card debt. I ended up using every birthday gift and Christmas gift. And, and for the you know, two or three years there, I took every bit of cash that I could possibly get my hands on. And I paid off payments on my credit card. Because folks, if you can't pay off your credit card, if you have a balance on your credit card, the interest alone is going to kill you. And so people are buying Nikes and they don't realize they're financing things for 20 years. They're never getting them paid off, you know? And so there's no right or wrong answer, but I will say this, your personal finances will completely reflect your business, no matter what you do, you know? Um, and, and most importantly too, for those of people who are out there, try to save a little cash, try to as much as you can think about what your bills are and, and at least have one, two, three months of cash in a separate account, just sitting there. Because I'll tell you what happened for me. When I'm starting my business, I'm going through all this financial stuff and I'm just like, holy shit. I knew I could get out of there. I knew, I, I knew there was a way out. But it feels like you're never getting out. Yeah. And it feels like you're drowning. Like literally like, 
I'm going under, like I am going under. And so once I, I pay off my credit cards, I, so I didn't have that credit card debt and I had started saving a little bit of cash where I knew that like, you know, one couple months I, I would, I would be cool if I lost a client, if whatever happened, that gives you like a peace of mind, like nothing mm. on this earth. And about 60% of people living on this earth cannot pull out more than 400 to a thousand dollars extra, meaning extra outside of their bills. So if you had a, a concert you wanted to go to, or if a car, you know, carburetor breaks down, it's putting you in a hell of a, hell of a, a time. And guess what most people do? They pull out their credit card mm-hmm. and go right back in debt. And then the cycle begins again. Because then you're going to have not the money to pay for it. You're going to be paying the minimum balance. Oh, shit, I need to pay a couple more things. Oh, I don't have the money. Oh, back on the credit card. And it's a cycle. I mean, it's, it's, true, man. it's, a, it's a too much of a human cycle. It's so true. So the truth is this, folks. Try to get your own shit right. And for me, it was this. I was spending too much money going out to the clubs. I was spending too much money eating out. Not bad food, but just prep food, Chipotle, etc. I started learning how to meal prep. I say, I always tell my wife all the time, we're eating our $2 meal preps tonight or $3 meal prep because a lot of times it's pretty good food. It's not the greatest. It's, it's not, it's, it's, you know, we try to eat somewhat healthy, but the point is, dude, it's two bucks, dude. I got a salad right here, a spinach salad, man. Shit cost me like a dollar, a spinach salad with a little toppings on it. I'm eating that for lunch today, folks. Bottom line is this, that's saving me money. Yeah. Like it's putting money in my pocket. And so that builds on to me not having to work as hard, be able to do podcasts, be able to do anything because I'm not stressed about the daily money. Mm. And so don't forget this. It's on you. Like it's on the person themselves. It's not on my spouse. It's not on my little daughter now. It's on me. And so you make those decisions. For me, it was those two. And the last was where I was spending my time was I was trying to be a music star and that's a great thing. It's fun to do and everything, but I was putting way too much time and energy and not getting any return, yeah. not getting any reward. And I had to look myself in the mirror and say, dude, music's done, man. Like you're not going to be in hip hop anymore, man. Like you can keep making music. You keep, you know, having fun with it, but the dream of being some hip hop star, bye, say goodbye to it, you know? And that's fine. Sometimes you have to say goodbye to your dreams. You know, one of the, it was one of the best decisions I ever made because guess what I started spending time on my business. Yeah. I took all that time that wasn't making me shit. And I started talking to customers and getting more customers and working hard for them and building our team and getting things going here. And now we got, you know, lots of different campaigns going constantly. Uh, 27 team members been in business for 11 years, but it hasn't been easy, man. And it doesn't, it's never still easy. Shit. There's always new changes, you know, and challenges. Now I'm a dad. So I got to figure out how to be a dad full time (laughs) and also run my business full time. Um, which is not easy. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I can imagine, man. That's, that's freaking not fun. easy, bro. At the same time, it's so inspiring for, for me anyway, for someone young like me to learn from someone like you that hasn't, sure. gone, through, hasn't gone through that yet. Right. I think it's just good for me to learn from, from... This is why I love surrounding myself and doing these podcasts because I get to just learn from people that are older than me. Most, most people are older than me. So of course. learn from more life experience, more, more real things that as a, as a family man, as a businessman and... It's just for me, it's just, I just soak. I just soak in the knowledge. But as soon as I come off this podcast, I'll go have something to eat and the tomorrow's going to start and I'm already going to take action on something that you said today. That's amazing, bro. That's, That's what me. it's all about, folks. That's what it is. 100%. Making these little tidbits and, and not everything I'm going to say is going to impact your life, but there might be something. And then, then I, just say, t- I just tell people take one thing away. Like take one of the oh, yeah. biggest things away 
but do that one thing <laughs> again action do that one thing right do Travis we're one. coming up to the end of the show but just before yes. we, we end the show I always do something called a final four so it's going to be four questions I'm going to ask you at the top of and you just answer on the top of your head let's do it alright let's go the first one I have specifically for you is in one sentence how would you say social media influences people Social media is a one-on-one communication that is at, done at scale. You can do it on your phone, folks. So it's the best thing on earth because you can do these things on your damn phone now. I love that. So powerful. And you're right. Like uh, Social media has – people see it in a negative way, but I truly believe if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't have met. The people listening wouldn't have, have found us. So social media is amazing. It's just the way that we use it, right? And remember that social media is your email. Yeah. Email was the start of social media. E- uh, email, my gmail.com is my number one social network. Love that. that gives me all my money. That's where mm-hmm. I get me and you. I mean, that's where everything's yeah. happening through there. Love yes, that. Yes, I got I IG, I got Twitter, I got the other ones, but. <laughs> that's powerful. That's the first time I heard that. I love that. That's super cool. Oh, yeah. And that's research on that. There's a lot of research on that. I love it. I love it, Travis. Okay, the second question I have for you is, what one video or movie or documentary have you seen in your like journey so far that has made a positive influence or impact in your life? Mm, which, which documentary? I would say, shit, just anything you guys can research about Kobe. I mean, we've talked about him today. There's a lot of people putting stuff out, but Kobe has changed my life as a dad, as a girl dad. It has completely changed my life. Meaning that when I'm thinking about something else and I'm thinking about my daughter, my daughter always comes first. And whatever I need to do for her is always coming first. I think that there's a lot to learn from the work ethic and uh, you know, discipline that it takes, not only to compete on his level, but at the highest level in life. You know? And the thing I think you always see about him that I love is that he puts in the extra reps. So yeah. you know, teammates would be out shooting practice. They'd be going home back to the hotel. This dude would be shooting for eight hours before even practice started. And so it's the work, man. Like we all, we all are in control of that. Like I can guarantee you today, you guys start working on your podcast. You start working on your body, your business, and you do that work every day and leave no excuses. You're going to have something great. 100% agree, man. So true. It's just, it's all about work ethic. It's just about doing the actions, doing the reps, putting in the hard work to get the results long-term. And there's no fast lane. Even if you have the most talent, you don't yeah. get to greatness. You don't get to greatness without putting in the work. Love it. I love it, Travis. <laughs> Give me goosebumps, man. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> boom, boom, man. Let's get it. <laughs> okay, so the third, the third question for you is, now which one book, I know there's probably so many books, but which one would you recommend all the listeners have to go and read this book? It's going to change their life. Oh, my God. There's top of your head, the first one, the most powerful one that's impacted you. The most powerful one that has impacted me lately right now. I'm just going to give the one I'm reading right now, which I think is fascinating. It's called lifespan. David Sinclair talks about the fact that we might never have to die and that we might live forever and very interesting stuff going into that. Especially when you start thinking about your life, your lifestyle, the things you eat, et cetera that you're, you're young, dude, I'm 38. You're still what? 28. You're still super young. We're both young. You know, yeah, both young. Uh, the point is folks, is that your life is probably going to be longer than you expected mm. and putting in the work daily on your body, your mind, your, you know, the things that keep you happy, because I truly believe that people that retire, 
the reason why they say that when you retire, you die shortly after is because your mind, your mind yeah. goes like, you can only just be sitting and watching Netflix all day before you're like, okay, well, bye, you know? And so that's when they talk about all the diseases and things that come in and uh, you know, a lot of things with their synapses and your brain connecting and, and I, I should be transparently, the lifespan book is a little above my head and it might be a little bit above those, <laughs> you know, our listeners heads. Cause it's from David Sinclair, who's like a Harvard, you know, level, uh, you know, scientist about aging. And he's t- talking to you about stuff that's like, Oh my God, like I'm not completely grasping everything, but it just gives you that kind of inspiration that just life is going to get interesting. It's very fascinating. And just to know, it's like knowledge is power. Know these things. Know some of the supplements you can take in your life to maybe help you live longer. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. I love it. It's just basically about not, in, in a nutshell, it's just not worrying so much about life, right? It's just not worrying. Moments, live, like just being grateful, living in the moments, not, not stressing, not worrying so much and overthinking because we all have our own unique journey, right? And we, oh, just have yeah. to, we just have to enjoy the process of all the sell people. Absolutely. And the other one I would put on there is indistractable. I know you asked for one, but indistractable. <laughs> I mean, book the, the guests are always like, oh, no, okay, this, this is the second one I want to add into this one. Because there's so many. I know. There's so many. Indistractable. I like this. this is indistractable. Author. What was that? Who's the author for that one? I'm going to pull it up right now real quick. Uh, indistractable. It is. It sounds like a really interesting book. You know what it is, man? Because it makes you realize like how often we're distracted. Yeah, no, it no. is written by. It's one I definitely want to recommend my friend now because, like, he's he's uh, someone who's distracted uh, easily. Uh, is he? Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the notes on my phone. Few details. It is written by Nir Ayel. N I R E Y A L. Indistractable. It is a fascinating book, folks. It's amazing how much time we are distracted by different things. And he gives you some really good strategies and stuff to kind of working through um, strategies to working through your distraction, you know, so that you can be indistractable. Like I told you guys about my power hour, you know, like yeah, no distractions come through there and I get the most done, you know? Um, yeah. Just a fascinating one. I'm a huge fan of audible because you could be doing something else and also listening. Yeah. yeah same here. Cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at reading, man. Like I, I'm super slow. I just fall asleep. Yeah. I'd rather listen to the book and I find it more interesting or totally. even better, I can just watch an interview of the book or watch, watch the right. kind of watch the summary of the book and understand, okay, this is what this book is about. Um, and like you said, every book or everything you read, it's only about getting that one or two yeah. or three thoughts. You don't have to really t- grasp everything in the book. Yeah. So true. So true. Okay. So the last question, Travis, is the, it's do the it. one that gets a bit deeper. So which, no, if you can spend a few hours of your time Mm. learning from someone's wisdom that you've always wanted to meet, whether they're dead or alive, who would that one person be and why? Dude, I'm fascinated by Jeff Bezos. Okay. I know that's probably a cliche, but I'm so fascinated by the guy that built Amazon. And when you see his journey and you see how he did it, the true bootstrapper all along the way, you guys have probably seen that first original Amazon photo where he's like got a spray paint and sign (laughs) And he's just really the crazy thing about it is he served one good market and then it just expanded. I mean, yeah. dude, everyone's using Amazon. Obviously, a lot of people don't even know his main business is, is AWS, which is powering big businesses and, and basically not have, they don't have to pay, pay for servers anymore and they can just pay him a flat fee. And 
that's a huge business, you know? So, and I could see them honestly in the next few years, I see Amazon taking on shipping. I see Amazon taking on insurance and healthcare and maybe being the people that provide a lot of those things, because guess why they know what you buy. So they know who you are. They, they, they are the ultimate data machine. As far as if you're buying a bunch of ho-hos and ding-dongs, they're going to tell you, Hey, you know what? You probably got, you probably got diabetes, <laughs> you know? I mean, if, if all your freaking thing is sugar and candy coming in or whatever, or, you know, you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you know, whatever the, the device is, they'll be able to kind of detect that. And I think they will yeah. be probably an insurance company or partner with an insurance company. And you might be buying, you know, through your prime, you might be buying amazon.com or Amazon insurance, health insurance, mm-hmm. med- uh, you know, life insurance, cool. car insurance, even maybe even because mm-hmm. they have so much data on their users. Um, but I think it's just fascinating because he's gone through a lot of challenges. He's not a very public person, you know, so I think it'd be yeah. interesting to kind of get his insights. Yeah, there are some good interviews out there, but I don't think he's completely being candid. You yeah. know, I mean, shit, he's going, went through a divorce. He's got a new girlfriend. He's building a billion dollar business, gave away, you know, half of his, his riches to his wife and hearing maybe some of his struggles because how does the hell does that guy wake up every day and just be great? Like, I mean, yeah. you've got that big of business and you have, also going through some struggles, you know, he's going through a tough, tougher time right now. It's not, it's not candy cane and roses. You know what I mean? I'm sure that there's some, there's some downsides to it all. And so it'd be kind of fascinating just to get his insight, you know, um, see where the future is going, you know, how he predicts it. And, uh, I think he's the best entrepreneur we have out there next to Elon Musk. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Like some of his interviews I've watched, is just the way he thinks, like he's yes. just such a simple, humble guy, but it's just the simple. way he thinks he's like, he's like Elon Musk, right? It's just so beyond, our our kind of capacity to take on information they're just crazy at the way they think so big unbelievable unbelievable he says he's he's uh, amazon is providing him the cash for his rockets his rocket company so <laughs> these guys are they gonna be the ones that change the world as they're far taking as taking us to mars and jupiter man they're, they're taking us to other, other places yes, around the world yes we'll have a base on the moon there'll be <laughs> people people uh, you know uh, mining asteroids full of so many resources, bringing them back to earth with abundance of resources and metals and, and hydrogen. And these are the people we have to thank because they're taking their money and they're actually doing it now. Unlike our governments, which have a hard time doing these kind of things, you know, yeah. the back in the day, the government used to just send a rocket up and then just throw it away. Exactly. And so, and so now, and then, you know, who knows where, where Bezos is going to go, but it sounds like he's going towards the moon. So he's going to build a base on the moon and they're going to go from there. It's just, it's fascinating. You know, I think that, uh, and then Travis is going to be the biggest hip hop star in the moon. Boom. What? Boom. What, what you Boom. <laughs> he's going to go, you can't, maybe not in this earth, but over there, man, you have a chance. I'm making, dude. I'm making a comeback, baby. I'm making a comeback. I'm going to be 65 on the freaking moon. going to be rocking. Going to my bars, man. You better be watching out, folks. I'm going to have face tats. I'm going to be ready. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh, gosh. Oh, Travis, man, this was such a fun episode. I'm, I'm super grateful for your time, man. I honestly, everything you shared, I've, I've learned so much. I hope listeners have definitely learned so much. If anyone wants to reach out to you and find out more about um, your business, your agencies, social media staff, how they can, how they can help for, get, uh, gain help for their business. What are the best platforms they can reach out to you on? Absolutely. Uh, LinkedIn is one of my favorite, Travis Huff, or you look at me up at Tutalin on Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. I'd love to connect to you guys, as well as we actually have a, uh, an offer for you guys. No credit card needed. 
It is literally just an offer to give back. It is uh, realtimeoutsource.com slash be real. That's realtimeoutsource.com slash be real. And what we'll do is we'll actually give you a free audit. We'll actually track your brand. What the software does is it tracks anyone that's mentioning you, your brand. You know, for, for instance, I could even put you in here on your podcast and anyone that's talking about you, you'll get a report that shows you your influencers. And the cool part is what they're talking about. So they're talking about your podcast, but they're also talking about motivation, money, and et cetera. So it gives you content ideas. The point is, folks, we're just doing it to see if we can you know, give back more. Uh, we've, we've seen a lot of fun things come from this as far as like, well, you know, the more you give, the more you kind of receive in life. And so I would love for you guys to take advantage of it. It is completely free. Um, go there, fill out the form, and we'll get, we'll get right back to you, and we'll get you access to the, the software. Love it, man. Guys, make sure you guys... Oh, I'm doing it, Travis. I'm, I'm putting yeah. my stuff Oh, in. yeah. You can check my stuff out, man. I don't know how good my, my stuff's going to come out, but let's see. Let's go for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's awesome. Every every show that we've been on, we've been giving it back to them, and they've it's 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 interesting. You always find a little tidbit. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's always something that comes from it, mm-hmm. um, and it's literally just basically tracking the people that are talking about you, and so, yeah. hey, why not why not know who these people are, and, and you know, obviously, maybe they could be advocates you know for your show as well as also you find out content ideas that maybe you didn't even know that people correlate you to these other topics and so exactly. it's just kind of fascinating and uh yeah it's just a great way for us to to, to build relationships you know mm, i love it so guys make sure you guys go and do that for travis um and for me i'm going to be doing it as well Ooh. um but yeah man travis i'm super grateful to have your time man thank you for everything that you're doing for all the for for all your wisdom, for all this, everything that, all your hustle, your, your energy, like it's crazy, man. I love it. I'm, I'm someone with a lot of high energy and I, this was yeah. one of my favorite episodes in terms of energy wise. Cause usually I'm a bit, okay. When, with some of the bigger guests, right. Sometimes you have to be a bit more kind of, you're still yourself, but you can't yes. because they speak more. You have to kind of keep your energy down. Whereas for you, yes. this was super cool. Just, just bounce like a flow. Down. It's like an energy flow, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready to, to take this back. and go, baby. Woo. <laughs> we're going to the moon travis <laughs> we're going to the moon baby i'm gonna be a rapper up there okay <laughs> just be ready folks i'm but making yeah. my comeback <laughs> <laughs> but yeah honestly thank you so much man um and yeah hopefully uh, if i can be of service to you in any way please let me know as well man i'm, I'm happy to to help out and anything that i can i can help you with and um and yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to keep in touch bro Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. Thank you for everything you're doing. And I love that your show is all about action, folks, because you can take that action today and don't stop. Love it. Thank you so much, man. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I will catch up with you soon, man. You too, man. I really appreciate you, brother. Thank you. You too, bro. Boom. Let's get this. (laughs) If you're still there, I just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time really means a lot to me please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this it would honestly mean the world to me thank you so much once again i hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and i'll see you guys next week